I came into my property, and to the great horror of my mother and family, soon gave up my post at the war office, and my intended career, and determined to live and enjoy myself. I had been all but posted to a regiment. That commission I resigned, though all my youth desiring it. I lost much money by doing so. What I did between the time I had the two sisters until I went regularly on the town is not worth telling of more than already done. Frig myself, I did not. Gay women, since my last clap, I was shy of. But I used to shag a servant of a family close by, and rather think one of our own servants. But if so, all circumstances made small impression on me, and nearly escaped my mind, excepting those of a comely woman of about thirty, with black curls, of a wall not far from a church, and of fucking her up against it, of her being so anxious to get indoors by nine o'clock, and scuffling off with her wetted cunt directly she had finished with me. Her name or who she was, I quite forget. This I know, that I had no other woman at home and had no liking for gay women, nor is it to be wondered at, since my experience with them was confined to one I had with my cousin Fred, women by the roadside, who would take a shilling, and others of a queer class, in the confines of Waterloo Road. Two debauches there told of, then filled me with horror and three claps. Yet I was to leave off giving my passion to quiet women, and bestow all my attention for a time on gay women. Walking up Waterloo Place one evening, with plenty of money in my purse, and lust in my body, I met a fine, clear-complexioned woman, full twenty-five years of age, who addressed me in French, and then in broken English. She had an eye and manner which fascinated me. Her dress was quiet yet elegant, as unlike the French women of Regent Street of the present day, as a duchess is to a milkmaid. But she was the ordinary French whore of the day, of whom there were then but few in London. There was no railway to Paris, and who were occasionally supported by gentlemen at the West End. I went home with her to a house at the corner of Golden Square, after fearing and hesitating. As I got to the door, my fear returned, and but for shame, I would not have gone in. I have but little money, said I. Have you not a Victoria? said she. No, you will find one, I'm sure, said she in broken English as she closed the room door. But if not, shall you not give me what you shall find? The room was nicely furnished. Out of it was a nice large bedroom and a smaller one. She paid twenty shillings a week for all, as you will soon hear. Four wax candles were lighted. Down she sat. So did I. And we looked at each other. I could say nothing. Shall I undress? said she at length. 
Yes, I replied, and she began. Never had I seen a woman take off such fine linen before, never such legs in handsome silk stockings and beautiful boots. I had had the cleanest, nicest women, but they were servants with the dress and manners of servants. This woman seemed elegance itself compared to them. A fine pair of arms were disclosed, a big pair of breasts flashed out, a glimpse of fine thigh was shown, and as her things dropped off, and she stooped to pick them up, with her face towards me, her laced chemise dropped, opened, and I saw darkness at the end of the vista between her 